Hello, and welcome to Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. Today we continue in our series called The Life You Were Meant to Live. In this series, Pastor Rick looks into the Bible to help you discover the life God planned for you, the life you were meant to live. In just a few moments, we're going to tell you about a life-changing tool that will show you how to re-energize your spiritual life in ways you may have never dreamed possible. To find out more, go to PastorRick.com right now while you listen to today's broadcast. Or just text the word DAILY to 800-600-5004. Right now, here's Pastor Rick Warren with part two of a message called Evicting Envy from Your Heart. The Bible says in Luke 9, 62, anyone who lets himself be distracted from the work I plan for him is not fit for the kingdom of God. You know what distracts you from God's plan for your life? Everybody else's plan. Wanting to be like everybody else. If you wanna be like everybody else, you will miss the life you were meant to live, the life that God is gonna reward you for in heaven according to roles, responsibilities, and rewards. And you're gonna miss it if you're envy. It divides your attention. Now why I wanna talk about this is because envy is no longer one of the seven deadly sins. Envy is a marketing tool. Today, the entire consumer industry is built on envy. Every single advertisement appeals to envy. If I use this shampoo, people will envy my hair. And if I buy these certain clothes, people will envy the way I look. And if I get this car, and I have this certain color uh, credit card, then people are gonna envy me, because I got the kryptonite credit card. And everybody should envy that I've got the kryptonite credit card. And everything we do is to create envy. And Satan has these tools called catalogs (laughs) that create envy. If truth in advertising really was applied today in magazines, every magazine would be called envy and envier. Because you look at the, could I be, look at those legs. Look how thin her arms are. Look how silky her hair is. And, And on and on and on. And every People magazine is really an envy magazine. Do you really need to know about them? What's so fascinating about somebody else's shallow, pathetic little life? Every Every minute you spend envying somebody else's life is a a minute you are wasting of your own life. You are wasting the life God gave you while you're trying to live somebody else's life. That ain't gonna happen. Envy is far more destructive than you realize. It denies my uniqueness and it divides my attention. Number three, it wastes my time and energy. Envy wastes my time and energy. Because you're spending all your time trying to keep up with the Joneses, trying to keep up with other people instead of focusing on the life God intended for you to live. And you're always got your eyes on other people instead of you got your eyes on the Lord. And you look around, and the more you look around, you go, I gotta have that. I've gotta have that. 
They just upgraded their front of their house. We got to upgrade the front of our house. They, he just got a new car. I got to get a new car. He just got some cool new sunglasses. I got to get those cool new sunglasses. I've got to have that. And it creates this competitive spirit. And our society is rife with envy. The consumer economy is built on envy. And it's all around us. The other, the other day, I was flipping channels. And there was a show on TV. And I, I watched this thing for a little bit and I'm going, these gowns are outrageously expensive. And I'm going, all this is, is creating enormous discontent in young girls or any woman who's get, about to get married. Cause she's thinking, I gotta have a dress like that, but I can't afford that dress. So my wedding isn't gonna be as happy cause I can't afford that enormously expensive dress that I just saw. And you think everything has to be just like they show you on TV or your wedding isn't gonna be romantic and isn't gonna be what, it, what you think it ought to be. And then what should be a primary source of happiness in your life becomes a little tinged with disappointment because you can't afford it. And while I'm on it, let me mention another thing. <laughs> Kids' parties are out of control. They're just out of control. Okay, now here, little Susie, who's two years old, mom brings in a brass band and Disneyland. Okay, now. It's bad for the kid. That kid is two years old, doesn't need a party that big. Does not need it. It's not just bad for the kids because it's overspoiling them. It's bad for the parents because now Billy's mom's going, we're going to outdo that one. And then, you know, Chloe's mom's going, we're going to outdo that one. And all of a sudden, what should be a happy time, a birthday party for a little kid turns into a competitive sport. Am I getting through today? Okay, so it wastes your time and energy. Now, I've been picking on some of you ladies, but guys, those of you who are in business, do you know that the source of workaholism is envy? The reason you work so hard is because you go, I gotta have that and that and that, and I gotta have all these different toys, and you go out and you buy a house you really can't afford, and then you have to hustle to make ends meet to pay for it. The Bible says this in Ecclesiastes 4. I've learned why people work so hard. That work so hard, he's talking about workaholism here. I've learned why people overwork to succeed. It is because they envy the things their neighbors have. But this is foolishness. It's like chasing the wind. In other words, you can never catch up. Here's someone who lives alone. He's talking about a single guy. Here's somebody who lives alone. He has no child or no brother, no family, Yet he is always working, 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 never satisfied with what he has. Yet he never asks, for whom am I working so hard? This is useless and a miserable way to live. Envy destroys joy. Number four. The fourth thing it does is it leads to every other sin. You probably haven't realized this, but the Bible tells us that envy is a root of every other sin. I see it and I want it. I want what you have and I don't want you to have it and I want you to be hurt because you have it. It leads to every other sin. It can destroy everything and everyone around you. James 3.16, for wherever there is envy, 
and rivalry. It could be in a home, it could be an office, it could be in a church. Wherever there's envy and rivalry, there will also be confusion, unrest, disharmony. I love this amplified. And every kind of evil. Circle that. Every kind of evil. Can envy cause a person to lie? Yes. Can envy cause a person to steal? Yes. Can envy cause a person to murder? Yes. The Bible is full of examples. Cain killed his brother Abel out of envy. Joseph's brothers sold Joseph into slavery out of envy. Saul tried to kill David multiple times out of envy. In fact, Saul tried to kill his own son, Jonathan, out of envy. Do you know why Jesus was crucified on the cross? It tells us twice in the scripture. It was for envy that the priest took him to Pilate to be arrested. Envy put Jesus on the cross. The religious leaders were envious of his popularity. We gotta get rid of this guy, he's too popular. He's got too much power, he's got too much influence. The Bible says it was for envy he was put on the cross. It caused the crucifixion of a lot of people over history. People who had done anything wrong, but people were envious. I just read recently about a mom of a teenage girl who was a cheerleader in Texas, and she paid a hitman to kill another teenage cheerleader who was in competition with her daughter. It's all over. Envy infects everything in our lives. When you are green with envy, you are ripe for trouble. So how do I get envy out of my life? How do I eradicate it? How do I eliminate it? How do I evict it out of my, the home of my heart? Well, we're gonna look at that. But let me just say this. At the heart of the problem is a problem of the heart. Envy is a heart problem. It is actually a problem of worship. You are worshiping the wrong things. Anytime you envy, you have gotten your worship misguided. Because envy is a form of worship. It says, I desire that, I want that, I, I love that. It's what I wanna live for, I wanna live for that. That's called worship. Anytime you wanna live for something and you say, I've gotta have that, you are worshiping it. And as I said, anytime that item happens to not be God, it becomes an idol. A boat can be an, act, an idol of worship. A career can be an idol of worship. A boyfriend can be an idol of worship. A girlfriend, anything could be an idol of worship. So the heart of the problem is the problem of the heart. And I have to ask myself, if I'm gonna eliminate envy, what am I worshiping? Am I worshiping God and his grace in my life? Or am I worshiping what I want from other people? I wish I had that, I wish I could be that, I wish I could do that, I wish I had those talents. You gotta get back to the heart of worship because envy reveals what you're truly worshiping. In Matthew chapter 20, Jesus tells a story that gives us the tips, gives us the keys, gives us the solutions to overcoming envy in our lives. Let me read this story to you. It's here on the screen, Matthew chapter 20. Jesus said, the kingdom of heaven is like a farmer who owns some land. One morning, he went out very early to hire people to work in his vineyard. The owner agreed to pay the workers a dollar for working that full day. That was a standard thing, a dollar for a day, a denarius a day. Then he sent them in the vineyard to work. About nine o'clock, 
The owner went out to the marketplace and saw people standing there doing nothing. So he said, if you'll go work in my vineyard, I'll pay you too what your work is worth. No, he doesn't tell them how much. He just said, I'll pay you what your work is worth. So these people also went to work in the vineyard. About 12 o'clock and again at three o'clock, the owner went out and did the same thing, hiring more workers. Finally, about five o'clock, the owner went to the marketplace one last time and he saw others standing there and he, he asked, why did you stand here all day doing nothing? And they said, because no one gave us a job. And the man said, then, then you can go and work in my vineyard too. Now at the end of the day, the owner of the vineyard said to his supervisor, call all the workers and pay them. But start with the last people I hired and end with those I hired first. Now when the workers who were hired at five o'clock came to get their pay, each of them received a full dollar. So when the workers hired first came to get their pay, they assumed they'd be paid more than the late workers. But each one of them also received one dollar. Now when they were paid, they, they complained to the landowner. Those guys you hired last only worked for an hour, but you paid them the same as you paid us who worked hard all day in the hot sun. The vineyard owner said, friend, I'm being fair to you. You agreed to work for a dollar, so take your pay and go. I mean, what is it to you? if I want to give the men hired last the same pay that I gave you. What's it to you? Can't I not do whatever I want with my own money? Why are you envious? Because I am generous to others. Why are you envious? Because I am generous to others. Now Jesus concluded the story saying, so, those who have the last place now will have the first place in the future. And those who have the first place now will be given last place in the future. Now this story is filled with spiritual truth. Now, I don't have time to pull out all the implications of it, but I want us to look at it from the angle that Jesus is talking about here. Why are you envious because I'm generous to others? And in this story, he tells us gives an example of the four things you have to do to eradicate, to eliminate, to evict envy from your heart. Here they are. Number one, never compare myself to others. That's the starting point. Never compare myself to others. This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. If you've missed any part of this message, or if you'd like to find out more about Pastor Rick Warren and this ministry, just visit PastorRick.com, where you can listen online anytime. That's PastorRick with two R's in the middle, dot com. And be sure to sign up for Rick's free daily email devotional while you're there. Rick will be back to close out our time today, but first, it doesn't matter how much you work out or how healthy you eat. If you're not feeding and exercising your spirit, you're going to feel run down and tired. You'll run out of gas. You've got to do more than just take care of your body. You've got to energize your spirit. And the best way to do this is with God's Word. That's why Pastor Rick created a Bible study called Re-Energize Your Life. In it, you'll discover how to re-energize your life the way God intended. 
Step by step, you'll begin a journey of restoration and renewal. You'll benefit from biblical wisdom and learn how to apply it to your life in practical ways. You'll learn how to let Jesus lighten your load and discover the key to a balanced life. Not only will you learn how to relieve stress, Pastor Rick will show you how to discover your purpose and build margin into your schedule. This high-quality, soft-touch, vegan leather book is a user-friendly, interactive powerhouse. Its eye-pleasing, colorful pages are packed full of key scriptures and Bible teachings that will dramatically impact your spiritual life forever. Don't settle for a bland existence. Re-energize your life now with this guided experience Bible study from Pastor Rick Warren. Today, when you send a gift to Daily Hope to help take the hope of Jesus to a lost world, we'll send you Re-Energize Your Life to Say Thanks. Go to PastorRick.com right now to get this great resource. That's PastorRick.com. Or you can text the word DAILY to 800-600-5004. That's the word DAILY to 800-600-5004. Thanks so much for your support. Here's Pastor Rick with a letter from one of our listeners. You know, I love reading letters that I get from you, and I want to just read one that made my day just recently. It said this, Dear Pastor Rick and to all who make Daily Hope possible, I'm a college student in San Diego, and I just want to thank you for all you've done through Daily Hope and through your teaching. I've learned so much, and your broadcasts have truly strengthened my faith and my relationship to God. You're such an able channel of God's Word toward me exactly when I need it. In every broadcast, I feel like God's speaking directly to me. Yeah, do you ever feel like that? That's because God's Word applies to each of our hearts. Then he says, enclosed is my tax refund. (laughs) I was thinking about buying some new running shoes, but mile for mile, I know you'll go further with it than I will. It's not much, but I know you and God can do great things with what I give. Thanks again for everything. God bless Cameron. Wow, that's great, Cameron. God bless you. I'm super excited when people like you, young adults, are eager to learn God's Word and also to support God's kingdom work. Now, this young guy is giving his tax refund to support Daily Hope so we can continue to reach more people with the hope of Christ. That is faith. Cameron, I just want to say to you personally, I'm sure that God's going to richly bless you for your example to others and because of your priorities, and because of your generosity, and thank you so much. Now, if you'd like to let Rick know how this broadcast has blessed you, feel free to send him an email at rick at pastorrick.com. That's rick at pastorrick.com. Be sure to join us next time as we look into God's Word for our daily hope. This program is sponsored by Pastor Rick's Daily Hope and your generous financial support. 